impact on purpose. Change your home and your dome by following in Jesus' footsteps. I'm your host, VJ Tunkel. Let's get started. back to your practice what are some of your go-to topics areas to to kind of poke at right away to um feel into to i don't know to explore with with people that you sit down with uh, you know one of the first things i do is i'll say um you know tell me what a normal day is like mm. what do you do with your time that's a really good question um another question i ask often very early is what do you do to uh, relax? What do you do to provide yourself some margin? Uh, most of the time the answer is a perplexed look like, I'm not sure what you mean. Um, the other is uh, I wanna know who's in their constellation, meaning their network, uh, work-wise, family, uh, friends, uh, so that I can kind of know where everything fits. Like if I'm, you know, talking to, it can be a male or female, I'll say, so where are you at in the birth order? Because that's going to tell me something about how they respond in situations. Uh, those are, you know, those are the big things. Uh, and I, um, oh, and then another couple of things is, have you experienced this before? Whether it's like depression or anxiety or um, malaise of some kind or something, uh, if so, when and what were the circumstances? And then I also need to know if they're on medication because that has an impact. Mm. Uh, if they're tweaking their medication without doctor's permission and that kind of thing, then I've got an idea of what I'm dealing with. Okay. Um, yeah, those are some of the, the, the main questions to start with. Okay, that's really good. The first two questions you asked me totally took me off guard. I did not expect that at all. And those are really good questions to ask. Man, because it totally shifts the perspective. I'm coming to you with a problem and you're asking what my normal day looks like. It's like, that's not why I came to you. My normal day is not my problem. My mm -hmm. problem is this thing. That's really good. Uh, so can you share some stories of um, maybe times you ask question, those questions on those topics where people walked with you through those and saw success and maybe some times where people kind of pushed you away or bailed out halfway through that journey and, and saw failure? Uh, yeah, I can answer it both with individuals and, and with couples, for example. Because I'll ask couples, tell me what, uh, tell me how you, uh, what your evening is like. Tell me, do you have dinners together with your family and that kind of thing. So, um, sometimes, sometimes I've had most clients resist it because it, it takes a long time for people to figure out, especially giving themselves space and margin and slowing down and realizing that giving themselves a break is not going to, things are still going to get done anyway. Uh, they have to discover it for themselves. And so a lot of times it'll be, I will give them exercises to do and they'll come back and say, it just, I just felt like I was, it was so fake. I was so, I said, well, 
It's the like same what thing. Kind of, what kind of exercises? Oh, like uh, taking a walk okay. at a specific time every day. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always say, make sure it's in your calendar. I said, did you put this appointment in your calendar? Well, of course. I said, well, then why didn't you put taking a walk in your calendar or reading a chapter out of a book you're working through or uh, playing a game with one of your kids? Why isn't that in your calendar? Oh, I never thought to put it in my calendar. Well, then how many times have you done it? Not very often. Well, that's because we don't schedule those kinds of things because our, our life is just so crazy. Um, and I'll do that with, uh, with couples. One of my favorite things to do is I call it a check-in and I'll, I'll say what you, you need to do is you need to ask each other the question once a day, at least, how are we doing? And maybe it's at the same time every day, but somewhere in there it's, it's sitting down with a spouse and saying, how are we doing? And then it leads to, well, how are you doing? Or, oh, I didn't know that's how you felt about that. Or, and it may not be necessarily just about them. It's just talking about life. It's getting them to talk about what's going on in their world. Because uh, it helps with connection. There's a, I've been rereading a book by uh, Simon Sinek. Uh, I think it's called The Question of Why or something like that. I can't remember the exact title. And I, I, for, I forgot about this, but it's so important. The big issue is why. Like, like, why are you married to Emily? And if you know why, then the question of what and how you do your relationship takes care of itself. Because mm. yeah. if I give you all the tools of what to do and how to do it, and you're like, but I don't even really know why I'm married to this woman. Well, then they're just exercises. They don't mean anything. But if they help, if they help increase your connection and reinforce why you're you're in that relationship, then then it makes sense and everything falls into place and it brings clarity and helps you make better decisions and gives you uh, greater empathy, greater understanding, and more desire to be with that person. So anyway, I kind of meandered off of the question a little bit, but that's... That's good. No, I you were mentioning putting stuff in your calendar. I've heard plenty of times that, you know, don't tell me your priorities. Show me your calendar and your bank account. Yeah. And that'll show me your priorities. Yeah. So the question was, do you have any specific stories of people that walked with you through this journey and saw success? And also, do you have any stories of people that maybe bailed out in the middle of this journey and didn't see the healing or the the freedom that they were looking for because of that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, i got to be pretty general so I don't, you know. You can just name them all Bob and Linda. I'll, I'll uncover anything. But make, know, up, I, make up names. I had, a, I had a couple that I was working with and there wasn't, you know, thankfully there wasn't any infidelity issues and stuff like that. They were just really struggling. They were separated and uh, the the husband got mad at me a couple times enough that he walked out of the office slammed the door i'm left there with his spouse like well we'll have to see if how that goes if he wants to come back and uh he came back and he would apologize 
And I'd say, you know, it's okay. You're hurt. You're angry. And I'd rather you take it out on me than you take it on her. So that's fine. And so, so we quit meeting for a little while. And I figured it's not going to work. And then they called me, wanted to meet again, and wanted to talk about moving back in together. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. You know, that's obviously your call, but I don't know if you're ready. And they did. And they started putting time in their calendar to check in with each other. They quit communicating by text on their phones and actually talking to each other about conflict. And so the greatest thing about it is I, I talk to them now every few months just by phone. And we spend most of the hour laughing. <laughs> because, so what's going on? How's things going? Well, we're doing great. And they just laugh about the things that they used to get upset about, mm. the little nuances, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I had another situation that I mentioned. I, I worked with somebody that had schizophrenia. And he, uh, man, I, it, it got really, really dicey. You know, he'd gotten in trouble with security at Stony Brook and uh, had classic schizophrenia science, a lot of delusion. He's going to do a big recording contract somewhere. Uh, stuff that was total unreality. Mm. And his, his parents were involved. And there was a lot of reasons behind what had happened. He, he'd been really sick when he was an infant. And uh, then he experienced a lot of bullying in middle school. So he's just carrying a lot of baggage. And his parents were super concerned, not sure what to do. He, he had a really uh, difficult relationship with his parents. Um, I, I saw him walking down the street one day. I mean, he looked like a you know, destitute homeless person walking down the street. And they had moved to Florida and they convinced him to move down there and got him some help and the medication helps with schizophrenia. And the last I heard, you know, he, last I talked to him, he wasn't doing very well. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, that didn't work out very well. Yeah. Did he, so he kind of decided that it, you weren't worth his time. I kind of, it was kind of a mutual thing. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to give you the tools and you're not doing what I need you right. need to do. So, and then there'd be other times where he, he says, I, I don't know, this isn't worth my time. Well, that's up to you, you right? Know? Yeah. So it's kind of a, you know, like I said, it was a little bit scary sometimes. I was kind of personally kind of glad to see him go in some ways, <laughs> just because it was a little awkward. Uh, but then he ends up moving to Florida to get some help, the right kind of help, right? And last I heard, he's doing great. Oh, okay. His relationship with his parents doing really well, and he's fine. So you know, at the end of the day, that's. All that matters. I don't. It doesn't have to be me. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be me. You know. Um, you know, I have. I had another couple. There was a. There was an affair issue, and I, I've dealt with that enough times now. I. I know the signs. I know what needs to be. I know what. What they need to work on. I know how hard it is to get through it all, and um, the. The husband just would not take responsibility, and I, last I heard, I I don't I don't even think they're still together. Right. But on the other hand, you know I've had 
thankfully, some stories where, you know, three, four, five years later, the marriage is still together. And, you know, having the spouse that was betrayed saying, this is the marriage I always dreamed of, mm. never thought possible. That's beautiful. You know, so you have, you, it's a mix of things. My, my favorite story is <clears throat> I helped, <clears throat> I helped a client that had a major eating disorder. And all the counseling was done by phone. I think partly because they were concerned about how they looked and all those kinds of things. I won't go into all the details, but what I did right away was I said, okay, I, I want you to keep a log of what you eat. And this person weighed like 75 pounds. They were in major trouble. And I mean, the daily diet was like the morning, three almonds and a Diet wow. Coke. Lunchtime, five almonds and another Diet Coke. And I was like that for the first couple, three weeks. And I said, okay, well, let's start introducing a few things. And uh, this person started adding an egg. And we probably talked for a year and a half, almost weekly. And the thing that was the key to me was they faithfully, every Sunday night, I would get their, their this person's journal of what they ate. So they were full disclosure. Yeah. Even when it wasn't great. Mm. And then all of a sudden I started noticing three ounces of salmon and uh, some cups of tea. And I'm like, so what what happened? And tell me how that felt. What what did you experience? So the last time I talked to them, in fact, if you look at my website, she went ahead and she wrote a endorsement yeah i've read it it's good. did you read it yeah and she she wrote a novel she got her weight up to 100 healthy weight 105 110 and uh you know the greatest thing when you're working with clients is so do we need to meet anymore <laughs> no i i think i'm good and that's it i mean i'm trying to work my way out of a job and i've had those times though that i've had to cut off clients yeah. and i say look it's not working. Well, you're saying that I'm a problem? No, I'm not saying you're a problem. I'm saying that I can't do your work for you. And when I, it's, it's in any relationship, you know, I tell couples, couples, or if I, t I talk to, uh, you know, people that are dealing with, uh, you know, the sadness of someone in their family has an alcohol addiction or whatever. If you're working harder than they are to fix the problem, mm -hmm. then things are backwards. And if I'm working harder than a client to solve their problem, then we've transferred the relationship and it doesn't work. So I, I, I've had times I've had to be really firm with a client. I just go, look, there, we, I'm happy to sit here and chat with you, but we're not going to chat about your problem today because I gave you an assignment to do that you need to work on in order for us to move forward. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know why you keep refusing it, except that the fact that you keep refusing help when I'm trying to give you help is an indication of why you have the problems you have. That's good. So you figure it out. And when you figure it out, we can talk. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, in closing, do you have, I don't know, what's, what's one thing you would love to tell anyone and everyone who's listening? Maybe they've never been to counseling. Maybe they've uh, been but had a bad experience. What's one thing that you'd love to tell people like that? 
if you if you've never been to counseling, you may have to get over your sense of vulnerability and shame that oh I I feel bad that I have to admit I need some help. I've never had to do this before. And everybody needs to be okay with the fact that we all need help. We're all walking on the level playing field. And counseling is just another form of, it could be a spiritual director, it could be a mentor, it could be a teacher, someone that's come alongside of you. And that's all a counselor is, is someone to come alongside of you if they're doing what they're supposed to. So there's no reason to be ashamed of it because we all need those kinds of persons in our life. Mm. Um, now, if someone's had a bad experience, it becomes a little bit more complicated. But to me, it's a little bit similar to someone that's had a bad marriage or bad family life. You know, just because their dad was really difficult to live with doesn't mean they can't have better father figures in their life. So it's just a matter of, you know, don't give up just because of that, because you had that experience. And I, I would say, I know we're in closing, but I would say that, you know, one of the funnest things VJ to watch happen is when you see someone that has a relationship that was difficult and then they have positive relationships that take the place of that broken relationship and the positive relationships restore trust. And then what happens is the pathway leads back to the person where trust was broken and restoration occurs. Mm. That's one of the funnest things to watch happen. And uh, that's the case with people that have gone through counseling and got hurt before. Because, you know, the old saying, hurt people hurt other people. And that's why they got hurt by a counselor, because they're already coming predisposed. And that's not to say there's every counselor's a great counselor. I'm sure there's some out there that, I mean, if they're, if they're hurting or abusing people by their words or whatever, they need to quit what they're doing. Mm. It's like, what are you, what are you doing that for? Uh, because that's, that's the wrong place to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it was really good to hear you say in the beginning that as a counselor, you and, uh, and everyone else who, who, who claims to be a counselor, they're, they they're on your team. Like they are, they are, you're paying them to to help you. Like you're paying them to be on your team and to go through the journey with you, not right. against you, um, and not as an opponent, not as an enemy. Right. So thank you so much for sharing all this, Doyle. I really appreciate it, and I'm excited to see uh, where we go from here. Yeah. All right. See you guys.